welcome to Break the Mold. Think of this podcast as a place where you can get your dose of inspiration, motivation, and a shift in mindset as we invite extraordinary industry leaders and have real raw conversations of how they broke the mold in their industry and share tips on productivity, health, wellness, and everything in between. Hello, hello, beautiful people. My name is Jordana Fortaleza, founder of clean beauty brand, The Lifestyle Co. I am obsessed with everything self-care and have a passion for helping people be the best versions of themselves. With over a decade of valuable experience in business, I was inspired to launch The Life Academy. I am so excited to start this new journey with you. Hello everyone, I'm Diane Carante. I am a multifaceted publicist with a passion to elevate brands to their highest potential. My life mission is to never lose sight of your inner power. Formerly known as WWE's Diva Wrestling Superstar, Summer Rae, Danielle Monet breaks the mold by challenging stagnant energy. Having a successful female pro athlete career with an undenying platform early on, Danielle downloads a play-by-play on how she had to rezone, refocus, and restructure her goals and mindfully being ready to shift. Monet shares life after WWE on a variety of redefining ventures and having the courage to immerse herself into different career cultures and portrays her adrenaline to challenge her own frame of mind and outwit any stigma. As a fearless entrepreneur and tastemaker, continuously building her portfolio, Monet relays that if you're willing to work hard and learn, there's always a love response and to never be scared to get the call that could change your life. Well, thank you for coming on Break the Mold. We are so excited to have you on. Um, I saw that you used to be a wrestler for WWE. I think that's amazing. That's such a great accomplishment. And you are basically one of the first wrestler pioneers, female wrestler pioneers for WWE. I want to hear all about that. What age were you when you started? Yeah. So um, for me being at the time, it was called a WWE diva. Now they're superstars, WWE superstars. I always wanted to be in WWE. Like I had watched wrestling growing up with my dad. And then you go through a phase where it's like not that cool if you're a girl. So like in high school, I stopped a little. And then I was in just my early 20s living in Chicago, mid 20s. And I would stay at home and watch Monday Night Raw. And I was just so um, enamored by it. Like I was so engulfed every time I would watch it, the three hours would just fly by. And I was just polarized by watching it. It was just, um, being a fan and seeing that these men and women could evoke raw emotion out of grown men and women in the crowd, mostly grown men. And so I was like, wow, like, that's so interesting. Like Everyone knows that wrestling is choreographed nowadays and, you know, not real per se. And there's storylines. And yet this man in the front row is like almost in tears because he hates this guy so much. Like, that's so cool to be able to um, be able to do that to humans. I was like, I really want to do that. But I think I was um, scared to fail. And I think it was just so much bigger than me. I was like, I don't know how to get in it. And I remember I would Google it when I was sitting in Chicago and I was like, Google how to become a WWE diva. And there was no um, time. There's no program at the time where you could just like enroll or like sign up. They would 
invite some people down. They had, tra- um, you know, their training facility was in Tampa, Florida. And now Triple H has turned into uh, this massive, um, I guess, like massive facility in Orlando, Florida, um, WWE NXT. So next. And it's this um, new wave of people in a multi-million dollar facility where there's like 60 girls um, just training, you know, like a hundred over a hundred athletes wow. training down there to become on the main roster. When I first started, um, there was I was one of five girls training, and they would bring a girl up once every year and a half, and we didn't really have these opportunities um, that they have now. So it's really great to see how Triple H has um, constructed this program to train the future superstars. Um, so yeah, so when I was when I kind of sort how I got in was I was working for. Marvel in Chicago at like a Comic-Con and I had this girl come back from her lunch break and she was like, oh my God, WWF's here. And I was like, it's not WWF, it's WWE. And I was like, tell me, I was like, where, where, who is it? And it was Jerry the King Lawler, which is um, a super famous, yeah, like um, wrestling personality from Memphis, Tennessee. And he was sitting there and I ran up to him and I was like, I want to be a wrestler and I, I just don't know how. And he he was like, Oh, okay. And like sat me down and he was like, here's my email. Like, if you ever want to come to a show, just, you know, message me, I can get your stuff in the right hands. And, um, I was like, okay. And I ended up playing in the laundry football league for another year. And I was, I played three years in Chicago and then I bought tickets on women's football too. Yeah. So I played football, full contact football. I mean, I went to college, my poor parents, like I chose every, (laughs) every route to do. (laughs) Yeah. Like my parents paid for my education. I was like, no, I'm just going to go like play tackle football and like make $50 a week. Like, no, stop. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I, I ended up contacting him and I drove four hours to a WWE Monday Night Raw, and I met um, people backstage. I gave Triple H, I mean, the most worst excuse of, like, a resume and, like, a highlight reel. Like, I don't know. Nothing. Now knowing what I know, I was like, no one viewed it. And, um, yeah, I had a tryout three weeks later, and it was quite possibly the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Like, it's just – How do you do – Yeah. Like, so you just, yeah, you just get in the ring and there's no easy way to fall on your back. You just fall on your back. Um, the wrestling ring is two layers of two by four wood. So uh, when uh, you first start doing it, men or women, your body just rejects it. Like it just wow. is like a car accident over and over. And they teach you how to be safe, like tuck your chin and how to flex your shoulder blades. So, um, you know, you don't hit your spine, but the thing is like in wrestling matches, you never do anything perfectly. So that, you know, everything's perfect in that world. And I just remember going home the first night into my hotel and just crying. Cause I was just so sore. And I just, if I didn't have that passion and drive, I could have never made it through that tryout. And that's why I just know that you know, a lot of people do things for the wrong reasons in entertainment, you know, to get famous or to get rich. And I just know that wrestling really corrects itself where if you do it for the wrong reasons, you won't make it past a certain thing because passion and drive just has to take over when you can't feel your neck and your body's just numb, you know. So and sleepless nights on the road 300 days a year, you know, very hard to find 
a man that's okay with that, have babies, have a family. So it's, you know, especially as a woman, I just think it's something that you just have to want to do 150,000%. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty incredible story. I mean, so those sleepless nights and those days that you were crying and like some of the things that kind of motivated you at those moments. Yeah, I definitely am very thankful. I think, you know, not everyone is lucky to have a good support system and a family. So whether you have friends or you just, your inner circle is so important because I do remember I'm not one to ever do anything that my parents say. <laughs> like, yeah. as far as like, I, I want to move to Chicago. If they were like, don't do it. I'd be like, all right, I don't care. I am like, I don't really per se, like need my parents appro approval. But there were times where I was just so, I remember like that second day, my body was just spasming and I just rolled myself on these like rolling balls in the room. And I was just crying. And I was like, I just don't know if I can do this. And my mom was like, okay, well, you got to finish up the week. Like, that's what you have to do. Like you signed up for a week, you finish up the week. And I don't think I wasn't ready to quit, but I do think I was very impressionable in that moment where she actually told me she hated the idea of me being a wrestler. She didn't understand it. She didn't know it would be something that would be attached to my name for the rest of my life, you know? And I don't think she realized the magnitude of what it was going to be for me, but I also know she was just scared. I would get hurt. And, yeah. um, and I think she could have easily been like, all right, we'll come home. And I don't know if I would have done that in that instance, but I'm really glad she didn't. And I think that's great parenting where it's like, you just really have to let your kids go and spread their wings and yeah. see if they fly. And so for me, like, I just knew with every fiber of my body that that was where I was supposed to be. I still feel it nowadays. Like it's horrible. Like we all talk about it in wrestling. Like you never really retire because mm -hmm. here I am, I'm a six years later and I'm like, know that my pure passion in life is wrestling. And so I, I didn't even really have to tell myself anything in those moments. I just knew I wanted it more than anything ever in my whole life. Let's take a quick break and talk about the Radiant Glow Oil Cleanser by The Lifestyle Co. It contains clean, active ingredients like rosehip, aloe leaf, and bergamot, which work together to brighten, nourish, and remove grime from the skin. Best part, it keeps your face hydrated and leaves it a dewy glow after using. It's a perfect addition to your skin regime during fall and winter. It's honestly been my secret weapon to keeping my skin clear. Our listeners get a quick special code to try this results-driven cleanser with 30% off using Break the Mold at checkout at www.thelifestyleco.com. That's life with a Y. Now let's get back to the show. It's like it would make me emotional. I would like cry about it at night. And so, you know, I feel really empathetic to people that are trying to find their passion in life and trying to reroute a lot of athletes that retire and they try to figure out what to do next um, you know, it's really hard to find like something that drives you. And so I, I feel very fortunate that I do have something that drives me so much because I didn't care if it was painful or not. I just knew that it was for me and I knew I was going to be super successful and no one could tell me otherwise. And that's I the kind that. of, that's the kind of motivation that you need, I think, yeah. like, especially in your industry. And, you know, your mindset around that, I think, is what kind of push you through. I love it. That's amazing, Danielle. Yeah, totally. And like climax that like, that's what keeps you also motivated because you draw it back to that part where you had that, that feeling in pain and, and crying and emotion and like all that release. But that's what also 
keeps you together and keeps you more, even more motivated to keep going. Sure. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people, I think like, I don't know, for me, like complacency is something I hate feeling comfortable is something I hate. I always pick these like hard jobs where women are just not involved and I want to break the mold and like do all this stuff. And it's like, for me, it's like more of the challenge, like the athlete frame of mind, like whenever I get stagnant, I just, um, I don't do well. Like my, you know, recently I had this like analogy where I was just feeling not satisfied and just really down on myself, like in the late fall and something that I realized was like when water is stagnant, it gets moldy and it gets mildewy and it smells. But then when water is at its best and it's rushing through, it can destroy buildings. It can destroy and level cities when water Mm -hmm. is at its best. So moving and movement is, I think, the first thing of finding what makes you happy. So you know, whether it, if you're really like not happy at work, also you have to look at like your well-being, like are you happy with your health, your fitness? Like that's where it all starts is like inside. So like just getting moving, like walking every day when you, when you feel like you're in a funk and eventually I just, that's how I get inspired is by just doing it. Like, okay, that didn't work out. Now I'm going to do this. That didn't work out. And just trying things. Like I think people are scared to fail and I have just failed a thousand times. Yeah. I totally understand. And it seems like you have such a like big self-awareness around that. And I, you know, some people, I think a lot of people's problem is that they don't have that self-awareness just yet, you know? Yeah. And that comes with time and that comes with age, you know, like I'm, I'm also very lucky that like I I started the business um, in entertainment and stuff. Like I was a lot older and I always think like, oh, if I would have been like in that business when I was like 18, I probably would have, you know hated how I looked or even just modeling. Like I've been doing the fashion fashion weeks recently and I just look at some of these girls and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I wasn't doing this when I was 22. I would like the stuff they tell me I'm 39 and I'm just like, Oh God, that kind of made me feel bad about myself for 10 seconds. Like I can't imagine if I was 18 years old, I'd probably quit modeling and never eat a piece of bread ever again. So I feel like it just comes with age and we just all have to be like really kind to ourselves and give ourselves grace. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think you show that really well. And like, I want to touch on like how you had succeeded into evolving into expanding your career outside of wrestling. And how did you get into all that? And when did you find that moment that you wanted to pursue and not be stuck in just being this female pro pro wrestler. Yeah. So when I first left um, WWE, I, I had a bad neck. So I had a lot of injuries. And so of course, after like a year of not being on TV and I finally got healthy, WWE was great with like making sure I was healthy. Then eventually, sure. You have to get fired. Like I can't wrestle <laughs> and I can't perform. So um, I got released, I think it was like October, tw- almost like 2018. So 2017. And so I had about a year and a half where I was like, oh, I can just live. I had missed all these baby showers and weddings and I had appearances. I was able to do appearances on my wrestling name. So I was able to kind of just coast and I had some money saved up and then COVID hit and the pandemic hit. And, um, you know, it was a really terrible time for a lot of people. And it was, it was really hard for me because I lost all of my jobs, but 
it made me realize I was coasting. It made me realize that I was being stagnant and I was just kind of not chasing after anything. And I think it's because I didn't know what to chase after. And, um, you know, the real sad thing about, I think, professional athletes or wrestlers or even actors that, you know, fall from grace is so many of them turn to drugs and alcohol because, they um, don't have that self-awareness or they're chasing that fame or chasing the pop of the crowd. And, you know, for a while, I just wasn't finding that in anything I was doing. I did a spot for the NFL network and I killed it, but I didn't care, you know? And I was like, when will I care again? And so my mom told me something really great where she was just like, stop trying to replace it. You'll never wrestle in front of 87,000 people ever again. Like that's, you're chasing after something that isn't there. And I think a lot of athletes can understand that. So my mom was like, just find new things now. Like now you're just going to find these new things, nothing that like can replace it. So that was nice to hear that. And I think after COVID, I just kind of was like, okay, I'm just going to say yes to everything. (laughs) You know, like Lisa Renna, I don't know if you guys watch The Real Housewives, but Lisa Renna just like says yes to like, what was it like? Depends and like, yeah, I love her too. (laughs) And that's what Shaq yeah. was too. If you look at Shaq's like post-professional yeah. NBA career, <laughs> like we, we, I saw Jordana and I were laughing about a meme because he was like, I forgot what he was doing, like some healthy, like drugs or something. It was just like, yeah, he's just doing well, it. He was on a, he was on um, a birth control, I think. It was yeah, funny. yeah. Oh my god, that's funny. But yeah, so like, I, I had someone come to me and was like. Hey, uh, it was a friend of a friend was like, Hey, do you want to learn about Bitcoin and crypto? And in my head, I was like, no, not really. But like, you're going to teach me and I don't have to read books. Sure. And so we had like one hour zooms and like for four weeks, he taught me and I found it super interesting. And then he was like, Hey, do you want to be, you know, an executive on our panel? I was like, sure. And the next thing you know, I'm going to the Bitcoin convention and meeting endless amounts of like business men and women. And then I get asked to be on another board because a lot of these, you know, executive boards love to have athletes, love to have people that aren't nerds in crypto, you know, like to diversify their portfolio. Then I had someone else come to me and goes, Hey, we have this hosting position for horse racing. Do you know anything about horse racing? I'm like, no, but I'm willing to learn. They take me on. I'm just starting my third year right now working for America's best racing. I just went to the Pegasus cup and I do horse racing commentary and What I found was if you're just – a lot of people have the fake it till you make it mentality, which I will say did get me very far. It did in wrestling. But I also have learned if you just tell people humbly, hey, I have no clue, but I'm willing to work hard and learn, people love it. Like people actually love teaching you and being responsible for the ones that taught you everything. So I kind of was like, Hey, I'm funny. I can talk to a brick wall. I don't know anything about gambling, nothing about horse racing. And they were like, sure. And it was just so interesting to me that all these people were willing to take me on with zero experience. But I think it was just because I was honest with them, but, and they knew I was a hard worker. So started doing that. Then for the modeling, it was like, I just knew certain people. I go to castings. I actually take my Instagram and I take my WWE out of my bio. So they treat me kind of normally or, or one of the many sheep uh, when you're, when you're backstage at right. They don't fashion week. You. 
yeah, they don't, like, fact, you know, ty- cast type you or any. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's interesting. They actually like, don't like influence, like influencers, especially in Paris. Like they're like, oh, you're an influencer. You're not a real model. So yeah, like <laughs> for that. And that's like actually horrible. I actually hate the modeling. And I think that was my last year to do it last year because wow. it's just like a bunch of cattle in a room and it's hot and you don't get paid well and no one eats. So like, yeah, I, I, but it's all about trying things. And I right. feel like... um I've just haven't been afraid to go out there and figure out what works or like look stupid. I think. I think that you're like cool at just keeping things moving no matter what yes. like, opportunity. Cause at least you get practice if this doesn't work, but it still carries you to whatever the next thing that you, that could be your next career, you know, pivot. Right. Totally. So, yeah. And like, are you, I think like we, you spoke on, taking a minute with me personally that you took like a four, four month or something like that to just work on yourself. Yeah. And that's when I think you also saw your career shift just because you took that time to work on yourself and like not go out, not do any dinners, not do appearances. Yeah, for sure. Which is funny that I chose Miami to do that in because like Miami is like the home of like party, party, party. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I I think Miami is like with you because we just got a place there. If you you can utilize Miami more as like a um, Zen wellness space. Yeah, because it's nice, the weather and being able to do everything. Yeah. So I got an Airbnb for a couple months. I'm very, um, very Sagittarius in that way where I'll just go to little places and get Airbnbs. And um, yeah, I kind of just told myself, I was like, okay, I want to structure my lifestyle where I wake up at a certain time and I make calls and do Zooms and really like um, work on like making good connections and kind of setting up the slingshot. So then when summer came around, I could just be slingshot into everything. And that was like my first summer where I felt like I really did it all, like as far as networking and getting some pilots. And I will say, I do feel like in order to be a little more successful, I do have to like narrow down what I want to (laughs) do. Like I'm kind of all over the place, but yeah, it is important just to like be a hermit and um, be okay with missing out on things. I'm a bit introverted with how I recharge as well. So um, you just have to know that like, if you really are going to go for it, especially being an entrepreneur and like not working for a corporate um, conglomerate, you just have to give yourself time to like build up. And I actually miss that. I I think I need to maybe do that again. (laughs) Amazing. Um, I feel like that time for you was probably very formative for, you know, where you're at now too. You kind of needed that grounding space for you to kind of like recalibrate and look at your life and just be like, okay, you know what I mean? This is what it looks like and I want it to look like. Yeah. Yeah. With saying that, so what kind of tips would you share to young females who, or anybody who aspire to do, you know, more than just one career, one status, exactly what you did, continuously evolving, um, you know, any any tips or advice that you'd like to tell? Yeah. I mean, for me, something that I've been telling a lot of my friends, because a lot of my friends around me want to build more of a following on social media or be like micro influencers because you can make some good money, especially like UGC, user generated content and having a side hustle. What I've been telling them too is that I'm like, if you realize that no one cares, like no one actually cares, 
you are going to be so much more bold and ballsy. Like a lot of my friends were like, oh, a lot of people haven't like this picture. I want to post it on my story, but I'm not like an influencer. And I'm like, no one cares. Most of the guys yeah. that are looking at Instagram yeah. stories are taking a poop on the toilet, like looking yeah, through them. No like they're not cares. actually looking at them. Yeah. And so, right. yeah, like when I look back at my high school and college, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so worried about my hair, my pimples or stuff. And I'm like, no one cares. Like no one actually, and if they do, then like, great, maybe they'll buy your product. Yeah. But, or um, people that I feel like the people that have an opinion or care are the ones that want to do it and they don't have the guts to do it. Totally. And you have to be ballsy. You have to just go after it. And I will say like, for my introverts, you know, like you have to leave the home, which is hard, especially with dating with me. I'm like, can't my husband just like show up on my doorstep? Like, oh, I wish why? I could wish the same. <laughs> I know. I'm like, why do I have to leave my house? But like, I also learned that too. Like, I started getting really good gigs by going to things. I hate going to things, but then it's like <laughs> always so good because I will have people call me three. How I got my horse racing gig was huh. someone that I met four years before that in the hallway. And we just happened to switch social, like exchange social medias. And she felt like she knew me from Instagram. And I literally have never really talked to her too much. So posting on Instagram, even if you feel like you're annoying because you never know who's watching and we'll be like, wow, she seems cool. Maybe she's a good fit for something. So yeah, just like going for it and not being scared because you never know like today could be the day that you get a call that changes your life love it that's great that's a good way to say it like what's coming up for you next I feel like I'm just really busy (laughs) I feel like I'm really busy doing a bunch of nothing so I feel like now after this (laughs) um interview I'm gonna definitely try to get a month where I'm just like at home I I miss being at home but um I have I have a couple charity things that I'm doing um, for the Down Syndrome Foundation of Florida coming up. I've been working with them a lot and um, just kind of getting into summer. We have some more horse races. Um, I miss wrestling. So I've been getting in the ring a little more just for like health and exercise and to be fun and reminding myself that like um, I have a passion. I'm thankful for it. So yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit all over the place, but I would expect nothing less from me. Well, I don't think you're ever going to go anywhere anyway. <laughs> always something. So that's awesome to hear. And then if you want to just let us know where we can find you really quick. And yes, um, so that people can like reach out or just see where you're at. Yeah. So my Instagram, Twitter, and I think TikTok, which I don't really post on TikTok, is um, Danielle Monet, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-M-O-I-N-E-T. And you'll see I have 9,000 jobs. And one day something will stick, but until it does, I'm going to have 9,000 jobs. <laughs> I think love it. Good. Yeah. Love it. Thank you so much, Danielle, Thank for coming Danielle. on. We love Thanks, all guys. the gems you dropped today, and we're excited for your next adventure. Thank you, guys. Catch new episodes every other Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast as we invite new industry leaders on how they break the mold. Also, make sure to visit us online at breakthemold.com for updates and follow us on Instagram at breakthemold underscore podcast.